Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's week two on the road to Roland Garros, and both the men and the ladies have stacked fields for clay court events in Europe this week. Hey everybody, welcome to TC Live, the road to Roland Garros continuing here. And on today's episode, we'll get you caught up with the highlights, analysis from all the tournaments that we got underway today in Europe. Plus, when you talk clay, you're talking Rafa Nadal. We'll give you an injury update on where Rafa stands trying to get back to Roland Garros. And if you're playing on clay, there are some etiquette issues you got to be aware of. We'll talk about that as well. Welcome into our studio here in Santa Monica, California. I'm Rob Simulcare. Thrilled to be back. And Nick Monroe joining us here, taking a little break from the doubles tour. Great to have you here. Great to be back. Absolutely. First time working together. A lot of fun. And a woman to my right who knows a little something about doubles, Chanda Rubin, Grand Slam (laughs) champion. Nice to see you as well. Yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, it's been a while since we've been at the desk here together. Getting the band back together after all your fancy travels to Miami and South Carolina. So we're back in the studio, and uh, it's a good time. Boy, what a week we've got here, Nick. A rarity when you've got the number one player on both the men's and the women's side playing in a week where there's no Masters 1000. So who are you looking forward to seeing play this week? No, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Stefano Tsitsipas play again this week. Obviously, we just saw he had a massive week there in Monte Carlo being able to come away with the win. You saw what it meant to him against Alex Vera there in the final and being able to squeak it out against Diego Schwartzman earlier on in the week. But yeah, I mean, he made the finals there in Barcelona last year, so he has some points to defend, but I don't think it's really going to be that much of an issue as far as trying to work on defending points, but just, you know, he's one of the top three clay court players right now in the world. Somebody to look for as far as winning the French Open. So, again, it's another guy that I just like watching play. He's he's really improving his game a lot and, and one to watch out for. Yeah, there are a number of players who really love this time of year, who look forward to getting back on the red clay. And for me, Iga Sviantek is that player. She has been on such a high, has been the best player, number one in the world, and has been playing like it. It's been amazing to see the growth in her game, in her belief. And on the hard courts, she has been almost impossible to beat. And now she goes onto the red clay where she won her first and only major title. I'm excited to see how she comes out there, the type of confidence she'll have, and the shot making. All right, well, the men went from Monte Carlo to Barcelona, where they're playing a 500, and we start with American. Brandon Nakashima making his European debut against a local qualifier from Spain, Nicolas Alvarez Verona. Yeah, last week, you know, there's a tournament in Houston. Nakashima decided not to play that tournament in Houston. He actually went to Miami, did his training week with Douglas Cordero, who works with Leila Fernandez, Fabio Fonini. So he was really working on getting his fitness up to par to be ready here in Barcelona and do this clay court swing. So this is his first match on clay. Had a tough one here in the first set against Alvarez Verona, but was able to sneak it out. And again, after that week in Miami, he went to Barcelona early for a few days to get on that red dirt. And in this match, he won 70% of his first serve points won. 
And we saw here in this match as well, Nakashima was looking to come forward a little bit more than we're accustomed to. He was looking to use his forehand, come to the net a bit, finish. And again, just being able to shorten a few points against some of these clay court players on this surface is always a good pattern to play. So good for Nakashima to get that first W on it under his belt. All right, so a win for Brandon Nakashima on the red clay. Another American in action in Barcelona, Mackie McDonald. He lost to Nick Curios in Houston, now taking on Hugo Grenier of France. Yeah, and, and this was a battle in the first set. Grenier, a lucky loser, so had some matches under his belt in there, getting the volley to fall in the tiebreak. Just was clutch in some big moments. But Mac McDonald has the belief in his game, and he's a fighter. He didn't go away, got the early break here in the second set, and started using the drop shot to bring Grenier in, who was standing a little further behind the baseline time and time again. That time, the drop shot putting McDonald in good position. Once he turned things around in that second set, he was able to run away with it. But the third set got tough again, and he had to battle down the stretch. But in the tie break this time, he took the initiative there, using his speed, using the drop shot to just pull Grenier in, and then having a nice lane to hit through. And to finally get that match point after having that tough of a battle, it's nice to get out of those first-round matches. A good win for McDonald. They're playing an ATP 250 in Belgrade, Serbia. Djokovic, the number one seed there. But we start with a matchup of Italians, Fabio Fognini and Marco Cecinato. Yeah, this was a tough match for Fognini. He actually served for the set at 5-4 in the first set, wasn't able to convert, and then they went to a tiebreaker. Fabio was up 5-4 in the breaker, double faulted twice to go down 6-5 in the breaker, whereas you see Cecinato was able to pull away with that first set. But then in the second set, Fabio was able to get an early break, go up to love, and he just had smooth sailing from there. He was able to stand on top of the baseline, be able to push Cecinato back off the baseline. And Cecinato was using his drop shots, which again is very good pattern to play on clay. And he's had a lot of success with that shot, but Fonini was just too quick and was able to just dictate play from the baseline. As you see here, just being able to direct balls into the backhand to create the short balls and have big forehands for Fabio Fognini. And it's just not an easy surface for, for Cecinato to deal with Fognini on this one just because Fognini is just so good at dictating play. And you saw what it meant to. Two Italians going up against each other in Belgrade. Very, very cold conditions there. About 40 degrees that they were battling out there. The 32-year-old Fonini gets through. Christian Garin, he's been struggling taking on the up-and-coming Dane Holgerun. Yeah, Holgerun, he's such a tough competitor. He was able to win a challenger in Italy, then go to Monte Carlo where he qualified, then was able to win a round, then lost to Casper Ruud. So the guy is just an absolute battler and competitor. And again, he was able to go to Belgrade, play against Garin. Garin was trying to use his backhand down the line to be able to push Rune into that forehand corner, but wasn't able to use that backhand down line effectively. Rune was able to dictate with his forehand, stay on the baseline, and push Garin around the court. And you just love the intensity that Rune brings to every single match that he plays. He's an absolute workhorse. If there's anything you need to work on, it's just his scheduling of just knowing when to play and when to take some weeks off. But this was a big win for Holger Rune, three and one over Christian Garin. Meanwhile, the hottest serve in the world right now, probably not Novak Djokovic. It's Miramir Ketsmanovic, who, since going to the round of 16 in Australia, has just stayed hot playing here in the dark green. Yeah, and yeah, he was stepping in, using this forehand, getting underneath that one beautifully to save break points there. And that seemed to shift 
early in the match because Ketsmanovic would get on a run, would not lose a game in this first set. The forehand was a big weapon. He's so good with his feet. He's quick around the court, Ketsmanovic, and when he's going after it confidently, that is a tough player to beat. The second set got a little tougher. Gasquet, I mean, he's a baller, and he's a guy who's been at the top of the game. He's got a beautiful one-handed backhand, and he tried to start dictating, but again, that movement of Ketsmanovic getting to those extra balls, using the forehand when he had his openings, and that is a confident player. You talk about the results Ketsmanovic has had this year, backing up that run in Australia, got to the quarterfinals in Indian Wells, and he has just gotten so much more confident in the big moments, and this was a big one to get through pretty handily. That is an impressive result for Kesmanovic. Love and three against Gasquet and Nick. You know, he was scheduled to play Djokovic in the first round at Australia. Of course, we all know what happened in Australia. Djokovic ends up not being able to play. He ends up playing a lucky loser instead, and it's just been all downhill since then for him. Absolutely. I mean, but for Kechmanovic, he's almost a Floridian. He, he trains in Bradenton a lot of the time. He works with David Nalbandian. And so for him, I mean, I've watched him play a lot in the last couple of years. He used to just kind of defend. He used to stay pretty far behind the baseline, just make a lot of balls and run. But now he's really looking forward to trying to take that forehand early, trying to push his opponents around the court. And he's doing a great job with that. Won nine of his last 11 matches. So he's playing some big tennis out there. He would play Djokovic in a quarterfinal here in Belgrade. Yeah, well, I, I think for Kesmanovic, when you start getting all those wins under your belt as a player, you gain in confidence and, and you feel like you can play in those big match situations. You can compete against anyone. And we're seeing a little bit of that in his game. I mean, he's had, you know, some tough losses where he's been right there against like, Taylor Fritz, uh, you know, in Indian Wells was right there in terms of getting to another big semifinal. But I think for Kesmanovic, it's the style of play, his ability to, to defend, to go from defense to offense now because he's willing to go after his shots, that's allowed his game to grow by leaps and bounds. And I look forward to kind of seeing how he does the rest of the year. Well, i tell you what, this is not just any 250 in Belgrade, a really interesting draw. We talked about Djokovic in the draw, Kitsmanovic as well. Let's take a look at some of the featured matches coming up. And Dominic Team in action as well in that tournament. Of course, Team has not played in 10 months after that wrist injury, taking on John Millman. And it's great to see Nick Dominic team back in action. Not an easy draw for him here. No, not an easy draw. I mean, Millman, he makes a lot of balls, makes his opponents play and have to really work hard, which Dominic team doesn't mind working hard. But, yeah, Dominic team played in a challenger in Marbella, lost in the first round a couple weeks ago. But, again, it's just going to take some time for him to get some matches under his belt and, you know, He's the, one of the hardest workers on tour, so there's going to be no problem for Dominic team to get back on the horse. Yeah, I think it's always a little bit tricky when you're coming back from injury. And, and in the case of team, he's been out for such a long time trying to, you know, stops and starts there along the way, trying to get going. And this is a time for him to try to get some matches. It's the surface he is so comfortable on Dominic team. We see a couple of other players like Bianca Andrescu coming back from injury as well. This is a surface that allows you to develop your points. And if you can get a match or two under your belt right out of the gate, that can help tremendously. That's going to be the question. The good part is against Millman, team will be able to get into some rallies. He's going to be able to dictate. He's going to be able to force play. The question is, how confident will he be in these early stages? Nick, we showed Mackie McDonald's win earlier today. He's got a tough draw as well in his next round in Europe. Diego Schwartzman always challenging on the clay. No, absolutely always challenging. I mean, Mackie McDonald, he actually went to Orlando, was training with Andy Murray in Orlando for about a week before heading over to Europe. So he's been playing against some guys that can make a lot of balls. Diego Schwartzman is going to make a lot of balls. It's one of those, one of those matches where I see 
see it's like, okay, when you go to bed, you got to know you got to take three hours to win this match in the next day. So those guys are going to be hydrated, rested. And for Mackie McDonald, he loves to be on the dirt. He loves to run down balls. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I think the good part for, for Mackie McDonald is this will allow him to kind of grow in, in different areas, getting more aggressive, taking balls inside the court. He's comfortable, good volleyer. We saw him use the drop shot a good bit in his first match up. That's a good play on the clay where you can bring players in on your terms, but he's got to be willing to go after it, take advantage of his openings when he has it. And I think he's poised, really, you know, to continue to, to build. He's another guy that had some injuries and has come back, has rebounded, and it's been nice to see him Stay healthy out there. All right, guys, after a break, we'll come back, kick the dirt out of our shoes, and come back with more highlights from the red clay of Europe, plus clay court etiquette. You know, there's things you got to do if you're playing on the clay. If you're going to make friends, keep from making enemies. We'll talk about what you got to do and when and how when we come back on TC Live. And there's a look at Barcelona. If you want to keep up to date with everything going on on the road to Roland Garros, make tennis.com your online information source. For that road to Roland Garros presented by Zip Recruiter, you can stay current with live match scoring, draws, rankings, and all the latest player and tournament news. Visit tennis.com today. A guy who's comfortable on the red clay, Stefano Tsitsipas, got warm and fuzzy. There's stories of you as a kid would lose a match and you would be so upset and you'd cry and you'd hide behind cars. I'd hide in the parking lot. Tell and, me about and that. And my parents would be looking for me <laughs> and I wouldn't want to show up and it would get really late and then I would just change my mind. What were you doing behind the car? Were you analyzing the match or were you just... Everything. Everything. Every single thing. Crying, thinking about what is my future going to look like. Yeah. Just like, you know, little kid thoughts. I yeah. don't know. You can check out all the warm and fuzzies on TennisChannel.com. Sitsipas, he's not been hiding in Monte Carlo. Back-to-back championships for him in Monaco. You can check those out and many more at TennisChannel.com. When we come back, four weeks after stepping away with an injury, Rafa Nadal announces an update on his status as we continue the road to Roland Garros. We'll be back with that and more on TC Live. And the road to Roland Garros in full swing here on Tennis Channel and all of our platforms. Of course, this week, a stacked set of fields in Barcelona, Belgrade, the women in Stuttgart and Istanbul. And then it continues next week in Madrid. Then the men and women also in Rome together before we finally get to Roland Garros qualifiers May 16th and Roland Garros kicking off on May 22nd. To Stuttgart we go now. The women playing a 500 there. We start with some doubles with a lot of big names in this one. Badosa Sabalenka, Ange Jabour playing as well. Yeah, it's so nice to see some of your top singles players playing doubles, getting those extra reps in. And this was a blockbuster first-round match. But you see there Paula Badosa getting the lob over the opponent's head. You know, she's got such good hands, and I think this is going to help her game grow as well. The ability and willingness to take balls uh, out of the middle of the court, to poach, to volley, and they took care of business, Bedosa and Sabalenka, on serve and down the stretch in both sets, it came to bear. You see the quick reflexes there. Sabalenka, she has been number one in the world, and she was kind of the captain of the team, but Bedosa really handling her own there. 
and made this look fairly simple at the end. This was a very tight, competitive match and a lot of fun as well. Looked like they were having fun. Big smiles there. Matching kiss. You can tell this wasn't a last-minute call <laughs> to play doubles together. They looked like a team that may be playing together again. To Barcelona now, and Lorenzo Musetti, who had himself a nice tournament in in Monaco taking on Sebastian Baez. Absolutely, as you said, he had a great tournament in Monte Carlo, coming in with some great confidence. He beat Benoit Perra in the first round and FAA in the second round, so feeling like he can hang with the big boys as he already knows he can, but he's just so dynamic with such great shots. That one-hand backhand, he makes his opponents go for shots they normally wouldn't go for against other opponents because of his athleticism around the court. And we see here, he stands so far behind the baseline, he gives such great shape on the balls and is able to push his opponents back. And then when they do come forward, he's able to find he's able to find great winners on the run. But Musetti, how much fun is he to watch? I mean, he's so dynamic. And again, when he's not using the drop shots, he's still able to push his opponents behind the court. And on the dirt, he's going to be one to watch, that's for sure. Absolutely. Musetti, a guy we like to watch a lot. Sometimes emotional, but he came through <laughs> there. A couple of other scores. There were six Americans in Barcelona, two now out. Maxime Cressy and Marcos Giron both going down today. Meanwhile, Tommy Robredo, he announced before this tournament he'd be retiring afterwards. He's from Barcelona. He goes down to one and one, and so that marks the end of his career. Well, absolutely. A former world number five playing at his home club there in Barcelona. At the age of 16, he actually had his first ATP win there over David Sanguinetti. And again, to be able to play in front of your home fans and your home club, your last tournament, you know, he didn't have a great day today, losing one and one against Zapata Morales. And he's been one of those guys that's just, they call him the marathon man, because as you can see, the guy is just an absolute worker, 39 years old, and just love to be out on the court. 23 years on tour. Over the last three years or so, he had been grinding on the Challenger Tour, and he just said, you know what, I just wasn't ready to go. I really enjoyed being out there. I really enjoyed the training. And, you know, he actually had his second ATP title there in Barcelona. And you see all the guys there teaming up just to show their praise for Tommy Robredo, and it's just great to see. A great send-off for Robredo. Career-high ranking of number 16 in the world, a seven-time Grand Slam quarterfinalist, five of them at Roland Garros. So this is a guy who had a pretty nice career. Congratulations to him. To the social net we go now, and we start with, who else? Rafa Nadal giving us an update on what's going on with his comeback from injury, of course, trying to get ready for Roland Garros. And he says today, after four weeks without stepping on a court, a little bit of light training for him. And so this is great to see, Chanda. It is. And this was kind of the concern when we saw the uh, stress fracture in his rib, Indian Wells, playing such great tennis, had such a good start, has had such a good start to the year. But there was time before Roland Garros. I think that is always where Nadal looks to build. But these were scenes from Indian Wells uh, during those coaching visits. I mean, it was the final where both guys were a bit injured. But it's just been so nice to see Nadal playing at this level getting back healthy uh, before the clay court swing. And, Nick, this is where you know, he is a real factor time Absolutely. and time again. Absolutely. And as you said, there's been times so he's been able to take those four weeks off. I wish I could look that fit after taking four weeks off. But this guy is an absolute animal. And, you know, it's one of those things where no one even knew anything was wrong with him when he was playing at Indian Wells. And he just keeps it to himself. He's an absolute workhorse. So good to see him back. And, of course, it's clay court season. And with that comes a little bit of etiquette. And Borna Chorich had an interesting post earlier today. This is his face when someone <laughs> fails to sweep 
after playing on a clay court. And Chanda, you know a little something about playing on clay. You kind of sweep the court. Well, you know, Rob, I was getting a little nervous when I saw this post. I said, were there times where I didn't sweep at the clay court? I couldn't remember. There may have been. He would have so given you that face. I might have gotten that look from him. It would not have been on purpose. But certainly, if you're not used to playing on clay all the time, as us Americans maybe aren't as much, uh, you're not as used to sweeping up after yourself. But I certainly think it is a good habit to get into. So we've got to encourage that a little more. And clean up after yourself. You know, Nick Borna must be a, he must be a nice guy. Because if that's his mean face, I mean, that's not that mean a face. Yeah, I've walked yeah, yeah. up and asked I mean, that guy from I mean, the time of day. He's mean mugging a little bit. But, yeah, it's one of those things where definitely after the practice, you want to sweep the court. But you also see a lot of coaches helping their players and sweeping it for them either before the practice or after the practice. But, again, Borna, you need to get a little meaner face there, bud. <laughs> Chandler, you got to sweep the lines as well. What do you think? Is it just sweep the court? What about the lines? I feel, I feel like you got to do those two. You know, you got to do it all. Once you sweep the court, then you've got to dust the lines off. But one guy who is a great example is Rafa Nadal. I mean, he's on the clay court a lot, though. So does he get a, a we get a little pass because we're not on it as much as he is? Uh, but this is how you do it: you clean up after yourself, you sweep up after yourself as well. Yeah, that was and and as we talked about, that was with a good rib. This was about a year ago. <laughs> so this guy is uh, he's on top of it, and he's not. He, even having his coach do it, he's like, no, 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 I got this. I'll use it as a little bit of a warm-up as well. Hey, if Rafa can do it, you can do it, can folks. Do it. So get sweeping <laughs> out there. Okay, when we come back tomorrow, this is the schedule. We'll start in Istanbul, 5 a.m. Eastern time. Barcelona and Belgrade also getting going bright and early. Then Stuttgart at 6.30. Of course, TC Live and Encore coverage following all that. Back with more TC Live after this. Back with our hot shot of the day, Jean Marco Moroni. Yeah, this was, this was, he's in the far court on the other side. You see him just defending, trying to get stay in the point, doing anything he can, overhead, sliding. And then how about this? Oh, not that one yet. And behind oh. the back, trying to go for the lob, trying to get it over his opponent. Didn't quite make it, but hey, it looked good. That was such an athletic point from Maroney. And, you know, it's always tough when you show him hot shot and it's yeah. the guy who loses. But there were a lot of positives in this match against a tough opponent in Munar. That was one of them. Yeah, he was lucky loser. So he was happy to be in the tournament. All right, look at our featured matches coming up tomorrow. You see Seb Korda will be in action. Nakashima as well. But Coco Gauff making her European clay court swing debut. Not an easy matchup for her. Daria Kasatkina, always a tough opponent. It is. I mean, it's Stuttgart, the field is just jam-packed with top players. So you kind of expect those early matches to be a little more difficult, certainly for golf. She's comfortable on the red clay, so it'll be interesting to see how she comes out. She has a little more firepower than Kasatkina. She's got to bring all that to the table. Now, as you said, with the firepower in Stuttgart, I mean, the ball's moving quick through the air there on that red clay that they have there in Stuttgart but she just also fired her coach Liam Smith so maybe working with the family again and uh, it'd be interesting to see how the first first match comes out on the dirt. Seb Corda also in action he's got to be feeling good after the big win he had over Carlos Alcaraz in Monte Carlo. Yeah, I think, you know, that's the challenge for any player, kind of getting their red court legs, the clay court legs, especially for a player coming from the hard courts. But these are the matches where I think for Corda he can build. He's going to get some opportunities to get into points, to really construct his points well, use the serve. I think that's going to be kind of the test for Corda this season. How well can he generate those first ball opportunities inside the court? 
Yeah, again, as you said, inside the court, that's his game style. He was actually practicing at the Morocco Academy in Nice before heading over to Monte Carlo. So we saw him really feeling comfortable on the dirt in Monte Carlo, losing to Taylor Fritz. But again, against here against Carlos Taberner uh, there in Barcelona, I'd like to see him take advantage of what he can in the court. Taberner stands very far behind the baseline, so Corder will be able to step up, take advantage, and really play aggressive tennis. All right, Nick, you're not the only one taking a break from the tour this week to join us here on Tennis Channel. We're excited. Excited to have one Mr. One very tall Chris Eubanks joining us here in Santa Monica, making his debut on Tuesday here on TC Live. And he is fired up to be here. Had a great time chatting with him in the green room. He's going to be a lot of fun here on TC Live. I just know, Rob, we need to put him in the low chair. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's this one. Chair. He's supposed to be in this chair. This is a low chair. <laughs> We've got to make sure that. But no, he's been a lot of fun to listen to today. And he's, you know, only getting more comfortable. So I'm excited to have him on TC Live. Should yeah. be a lot of fun. He's six six. He's uh, excited. I think he almost looked about as tall as a studio here. He was like, "Hey, man, let's <laughs> let's hang out." So this, it'll be fun to have him out here. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Again, I want to give a quick correction. By the way, Tommy Robredo, number five, was his highest ranking in his career. Congrats to him. We will be back. Of course, the tennis continues here all night long. We'll give you encore coverage of all the clay court action going on in Europe. We'll see you here on TC Live tomorrow. Enjoy your tennis Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.